Set Your Mind on Things Above with Taken, a metaphysical fantasy audio drama. He wanted a cure. He found the creator. Chapter 23 The Attack Enoch tread quietly through the damp woods, careful not to disturb it. The fine mist of Adama, now waist-high, clung to his skin, chilling him. At least I don't have to worry about the darkness. Enoch stifled a chuckle as he took his cloak from his sack and pulled it over his body, quenching the soft light. Most of the skittering forest creatures took their rest by late moon, but more and more of the four-legged climbers and winged swoopers were succumbing to the bloodlust, which made them roam in the dark. Cannot have them seeking me out for truth, not all reverence the image as they should. Enoch cinched his robe in tighter and pulled the hood over his head as well. A lone cry cut through the stillness. Enoch stopped. The wolves are restless. Surely the beloved knew this place would be unwise. Enoch cocked his head to the side. Their soft, pattering gait came closer, stronger. Without a sound, he disappeared beneath the fog and hunkered down next to a father tree, wrapping his rope around the trunk. He climbed. I could speak to them, reason, but with the dark so deep and their rebellion rising, I would rather avoid bloodshed. No, I'll hide in the treetops until... The burning sensation returned. He rubbed his belly, trying to massage it away as he rose high above the forest floor. Ah, that smell again. What beast would have a scent so harsh? He covered his nose and kept scaling the enormous trunk. Enoch swung around sharply, looking for the rustling raspy. Who's there? <laughs> who's there? <laughs> I said, who's there? Enoch yanked his sharp blade from his waist pack and held it high. The silver metal glimmered in the moonlight. And who are you to question us? Enoch jerked back as something cold and coarse slapped his face. He winced at the sharp pain brimming from his hand. His dagger fell with a thud. Oh, look at the monkey. Aw, did the monkey hurt his hand? <laughs> Enoch flailed wildly as something pushed him away from the tree. The rope around his waist tightened, pinching his flesh raw as he dangled precariously from the thick trunk. He kicked his feet up just in time to stop himself from slamming into the tree face first. Enoch grabbed the knot at his side, frantically trying to free himself. Praise the light, if I can just get down... I can make a run for it. Not so fast, monkey. What's that you got under that cloak? Something shiny, eh, monkey? Give it to us. It grabbed Enoch and pushed him so hard, he swung out, then crashed back into the tree trunk. Enoch arched as the rough bark sliced into his back. The force jarred him, leaving him dazed. Enoch tried to move. Hidden father, help! Something very strong was holding both his arms and legs in place, while something else ripped the hood off his head. Oh no, 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 no. Instantly, Enoch was free. He stared in amazement. In front of him was immense darkness. He could see absolutely nothing. But when he waved his arms, still radiating light from the image, the forest appeared normal in the soft moonlight. Quickly, Enoch scaled down from the tree and untied the knot, waving his arms wildly in front of him as he stepped forward. Somehow, it beat the darkness back. What kind of 
monkey is this that bears the light? Kill it, it said. Yes, kill it, kill it, kill it. Many voices chanted. Enoch moved slowly toward the voices, waving his arms in front of him and searching for a break in the darkness. I wish I was home. Praise the light if I could just get home. Hey, what's that monkey? You want to go home? There's no home for monkeys here. We hate monkeys. Yes, hate them, hate them. The voices chanted louder this time, pushing and shoving at him, slapping him wherever they could. We hate monkeys. Kill it, kill it, kill it. Yes, put the hood over its ugly head and kill it, kill it, kill it. One of them punched Enoch in the face. The burning in his stomach was unbearable. It was like fire now. Enoch wailed, leave me alone. <laughs> you have no rights here, monkey. This is our realm. No. Enoch tried to swing and kick, but strong arms restrained him and lifted him high into the air. Something covered his face with the hood and tied it shut. Kill it, kill it, kill it. <laughs> no, let me go. I want to go. You must let me go. Stop crying, monkey. You'll go home soon. It laughed again. We'll send you right back to the dust where you belong, but not before we have a little fun first. <laughs> no, stop this. Enoch struggled and gagged within the putrid darkness binding him. He could see nothing. The burning surged. Enoch's mind reeled, tingling and throbbing. I must speak. He opened his mouth. No sound came out. He was afraid. He tried again. This time it was just a faint whisper. Help me, father. I want to go home. The tormentors tossed him like a sack. He said it again a little louder. Help me, father. Shut up, you stupid monkey. Enoch noticed their grip loosened a little. The Ancient One is against you. Leave me alone. Stop it, monkey, or you'll be sorry. Enoch heard a thud underneath him as something dropped to the ground, releasing his right arm. That's it. Watch. Listen. Speak. Enoch tried again. This time, it was as if the fire spoke through him. By the power of the Ancient One, I will go home. Kill it now! What happened? Where did he go? The lesser stood stunned and empty-handed. Nabat, who had been in charge, cringed at the sound of heavy footsteps treading toward him. Oh, my lord, we were just bringing you the human, but he just disappeared. I saw you, stupid oaf. Had you been more attentive to your mission instead of playing foolish games, this never would have happened. But, my lord, how were we to know? Shut up before I cut your stupid tongue out. Tamuro lashed the lesser with a flick of his whip. Stop groveling and make haste. You've got some explaining to do. How's the remedy, Yamezarak? His captain didn't bother to walk to the prep room and ask. Instead, he yelled from the great room. Why are you speaking when you can signal? Yamezarak focused his thoughts towards Samjaza and waited a while. Finally, Yamezarak sighed and walked into the great room. Samjaza and Lamek were haggling again. A few moments longer and the batch will be ready, Captain. Good, Samjaza said. We mustn't keep Nema's beautiful lady in waiting. Waiting, shall we? Samjaza laughed at his own joke, eyeing the girl lustily. You should focus on your own and leave these Sabasi alone, Lamek said, huffing in his craggy way. You already have the cream of the crop. Nema was a DWD, was she not? Be at ease, Lamek, Samjaza said. I am a man of my word, but can a man put out his own eyes? 
Lamech stared at the girl, appreciating her figure. I see your point. The girl recoiled further into the corner. Lamech slapped the table and threw his head back, roaring with laughter. Maybe we can work out another deal. Another, Sabasi, Yamazric thought. She was the fifth this morning. Come, Yamazric said to the girl. I can work faster with your help. She followed him so eagerly she stepped on the back of his heel. Wait there, he pointed to a small bench. He is easily distracted. The trembling girl knelt nearby, waiting for him to finish. Yamazric could tell she desperately wanted him to hurry, but knew she was too afraid to say so. He didn't blame her, not with some jaws around. Yamazric tapped the wooden spoon against the rim of the gurgling mixture, shaking off the excess, and inhaled. Perfect. He put the sabasi out of her misery with a quick nod. The girl grabbed the tray and dashed back to the Daughters of Eve in waiting. Yamazric kept stirring and eavesdropping. The first of the divine will bring forth any day now, Lamech was saying. Nema and the youngling will need accommodations worthy of her status. Nothing but the best for Nema, Simjaza said. Our child shall not live in a tent like a common son of dust, but we will need more. Before all was said and done, Simjaza had manipulated the elder into assigning men to complete stone structures for all the divine, with the Elohim supervising the work, of course. Yes, Father Lamech, he heard Simjaza say. We will teach the nature of metalworking, but I will need more sabasi to care for our needs. These divine are in a delicate way now and cannot be bothered with burdensome tasks. All Simjaza's promises came with a price. Labor. When Lamech did object, Simjaza merely gave him some trinket fashioned by his hazel or released just enough knowledge to keep him compliant. Well, the old man did have a little fight in him. If only Tubal-Khan could watch the Elohim working with nettle, that would satisfy me, a show of good faith. A deal it is, Simjaza agreed. Yamezric shook his head. Simjaza didn't think these sons of Adam were intelligent. He was wrong. Yamezric overheard Tubal-Khan whispering to a group of men that he'd been able to duplicate Hazazel's work on his own. They were already forging weapons. Yamezric tidied the room, putting away the samples he collected over the past seven cycles into containers, the seed of julep, wax from a father tree, and there was even a bit of alru still tucked inside. Yamezrek hoped his flimsy excuse would do. Simjaza, the divine desperately need healing herbs from the seven hills. I will gather them and return. Simjaza waved him away, completely unconcerned. Yamezrek left for the seven hills at first light, glad Simjaza's ability to discern intentions had diminished. How low he has become. Have all the brothers fallen? He considered his captain's predicament and his own. I will seek the man Enoch. I know he has access to the beloved. Yamezrek traveled by day, clad in a garment like the sons of Seth, to lessen the effect of his aura, blending in with the humans as much as possible. The elders may remember my face, he worried. I'll ask to see a Medici instead. Yamezrek tugged on the sack of roots. Surely a Medici would want this parcel. It would take them at least three moons to gather as much. Yamezrek trekked until the grasslands changed to gentle slopes full of sheep grazing. Stragglers from the flock headed to the heights of the seven hills, where dwellings emerged from the rocky cliffs. A young boy chased after them, showing them along with his staff. Young one! 
Yamazarek called to him. The boy, busy prodding a lamb, did not respond. Young man, Yamazarek said, much louder this time. The boy jumped. Many pardons, master. The boy scooped the lamb into his arms. May the ancient be? The boy noticed his stature and bowed low. Yes, my lord. None of that, Yamazarek said. It is not permitted. Seeing the kindly face peering from the hood, the boy stood straight as an arrow. Yes, sir. Please, tell me where I can find a Medici. I have gifts from the tribe of Cain. I don't know. I mean, I could find one, but I can't leave my... And who might I ask be seeking a Medici of the sons of Seth? A lilting voice called behind him. Something sharp pricked the back of Yamezrik's neck. He started to turn around, but was poked again. Not so fast, Elohim, or is it Watcher you prefer? Yamezrik raised his arms in surrender. The name's Yamezrik, indeed, I am a Watcher, but that's neither here nor there. I have a satchel full of Adama's most potent herbs for your Medici, a gift from the tribe of Cain, and a request. There be none of the tribe of Cain that would give a gift to us, Watcher, especially after what happened to Zohar. What do you really want? And don't be lying to me this time. Tafara poked Yamezrek again with the tip of her arrow. Turn around slowly so I can see your face, Watcher. And you, she said, jerking her head toward the youth. Run along and don't be sticking your nose where it don't belong. The Watcher wanted to see a Medici and he's got one. So off with you now. Yes, Medici Tafara. The boy squeezed the lamb against his chest and scurried up the hill. Yamezrek turned around slowly to face the woman, stunned when he saw the dainty figure aiming the arrow and the larger, more robust one rocking with laughter behind her. Onami? Yamezarek said. I said the name's Tafara. There be no one called Onami among us. The woman squinted and poked him again with her arrow, this time on his forehead, although she had to stand tiptoed with arms fully extended to do so. Do not be deceived, Watcher. I am not afraid to use this. State your business and make it quick. Yeah, Anami said, still laughing. Make it quick, Yamezarak. Yamezarak ignored Anami and focused on the woman. Indeed, Matisi Tafara, it is obvious a daughter of Eve, such as yourself, has the wisdom of the Ancient One flowing through her. I would not dare deceive you, except I have such important news from the tribe of Cain. The utmost discretion was necessary, and unfortunately, Yamezarak paused as he nodded his head toward the satchel at his feet. "'My small guys. "'Open it,' Tafara said, "'and no funny business or it'll be the last of you.' "'By all means, do open the bag, Yamezarek. "'I can't wait to see what's in it,' Anami said, stooping next to him. "'Dump it out,' Tafara ordered, keeping the bow toward Yamezarek's head. "'Yamezarek did as the woman requested, "'although he could have easily disabled her and the weapon. "'Anami was peering through the contents of the satchel with a smirk on his face.' Yamazarek, really, is this all you could come up with? Yamazarek rolled his eyes. And don't be rolling your eyes at me, Yamazarek. Anami grinned, mimicking the woman perfectly, or it'll be the last of you. What are you doing here? Yamazarek focused his thoughts toward Anami. I have been assigned to watch here. Why are you here? Anami said. Well, these plants would aid us, at least in that you have spoken the truth, Tafara said, lowering her bow. Now, what's this you speak of regarding our kin? You say there be news from the Seti of Nod? Medici Tafara, I have most urgent news and a request for the one called Enoch. I must speak with him. So that's what this is about. You want to see the bearer. 
I thought you, Elohim, had all the answers for all that ails us, and now you be seeking Enoch? If this be some sort of trickery, I'll not only run this bow through you, but I'll slice your neck as well. Anami rose, surprised at the boldness of the girl, and held a finger to his lips to silence Yemezrek. Anami leaned down and whispered into the girl's ear, Do not be afraid. Bring him to the elders and let them decide. Not to worry, Elohim Yemezrek, Tafara said, throwing her bow over her back. If you be up to mischief, the elders will decide. Follow me. Thank you, Yemezrek said, focusing on Anami. My pleasure. Now, why are you here? What's all this business about the utmost discretion? Why are you here? I thought you were assigned to watch from Maltarata. I have orders from the Beloved himself to be at the Seti of Seth. Do you now? So you're getting orders directly from the image these days, are you? Does Captain Simjaza know of this? It's not my business what Captain Simjaza knows. If the Beloved gives a command, I do it. You'll wait here, watcher. Tafara ushered him into an enclave nestled inside the hill. Yemezrek had to stoop to enter, but once inside, he had no problem moving freely. He smiled instantly, recognizing the architecture of the circular room with its high dome-shaped ceiling. Twelve square stones were aligned on the floor around a fire pit filled with steaming pebbles in the center. The walls and floors, plastered and smooth, were full of images telling a story. Yemezrek swirled around to see the genesis. Why, this is like a miniature of the ancient's high council. Who showed them the pattern, or do they instinctively? At ease, watcher. Tafara dropped the sack to the ground. The elders are being summoned as we speak. No one will harm you before the council has ruled. It is not our way. Tafara stood in the doorway with her hands on her hips as she watched Yemezrek examine the space. Well, yes, Medici Tafara, Yemezrek said. Does it meet your requirements? The room is quite suitable. So glad we could be of service, Tafara said too sweetly as she turned to leave. A sabasi will come around with food and drink. She tossed him a small bell. If you require anything, just ring this. Many thanks, the girl strode out the room before Yemezrek could finish. Anami pressed against the side of the entrance to avoid her. He smiled and plopped down next to Yemezrek, rubbing his palms together over the steaming pile. Isn't this cozy? I thought you were assigned to watch her. Tafara will be fine, Anami grinned. I just tag along to make sure she doesn't harm anyone. She is a most unusual daughter of Eve. I agree, Anami faced Yemezrek, and I have such a sporting time with her. Really? Indeed, just this sun's peak we've been roaming the hills on a quest for the unicorns, and we did spend some time practicing archery. She's quite good, you know. She is. I've been coaching her a bit. She takes instruction well. Really? Yemezrek raised his brows. Medici Tafara doesn't strike me as the type to take anyone's advice. She doesn't know I'm instructing her. I just give a little nudge here and there. So she hasn't seen you? Of course not. Anami shook his head. I've been very careful. Yemezrek leaned back and examined the lieutenant closely. This one woman is your assignment? Not exactly. I mean, I am assigned to observe the city of Seth. Yet you have been focusing most of your efforts on one human? I also spend quite a bit of time guarding Enoch, but the girl Tafara has this way of getting to the bottom of things, so I trail her. I see. Yemezrik leaned forward. What has she shown you? For instance, I'm pretty sure I already know what your big news is from the city of Nod. Well, don't keep me in suspense. Do tell. Anami's aura flicked from pearl to blue. We already know Captain Simjaza has crossed the line. 
I followed Medici Tafara when she snuck into their camp and saw it with my own eyes. Who is we? We just don't know who else is involved yet, so Yemezrek, tell me, what's your purpose here? Are you one of them? Yemezrek slumped against the wall. I am not one of them. At least I don't think so. I just know something is wrong. Yemezrek stood to face Anami. Something has happened to some jaws and the others, and... Yemezrek avoided the lieutenant's gaze. What is it? I can't change. What do you mean you can't change? I mean, I can't change back. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this suit of flesh. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I've tried many times. Although the light from the image still resides upon me, I can't shed this flesh. That's why I must see Enoch. You said you record his movements. Where is he? I must. You think Enoch can help you change back? Of course not, but if the Beloved is speaking with him, he might know something. Like what? You think the Beloved has taught him how to transform? The Beloved wouldn't do that, but maybe he knows if a judgment has come. He is their bearer. The Beloved does visit Enoch. I have seen it twice myself, but I don't know what the image tells him. Anami plopped down, trying not to fidget. Yemezrek, sit down. You know something, tell me. I probably shouldn't, but since you are here, when I saw what Captain Samjaza was doing, I returned to Heaven's Realm and met with General Michael. And the Council knows everything, but the Beloved has not ruled yet. Yemezrek wrung his hands. Well, there is some hope. At least they are. They are recording. You mean you are recording, Yemezrek said. Yes. How many others? Not sure of everyone assigned, but I do know that Delmar, Azam, and I are. Yemezrek did a double-take, startled by the waving of the room. Delmar and Azam appeared on the stone squares across from Yemezrek. Yemezrek, Delmar said, we've been here the whole time. No, I would have seen you, Yemezrek said. It's true, Anami said. They were here when Medici Tafara brought you into the chamber. That's impossible. Why didn't you say anything? We needed to see. You mean you needed to record. We needed to know if your perception was altered, too. Some Jaws and many of his officers are already affected. Why could I see Anami but not you two? Yemezrek said. Good question. Delmar waited for Captain Azam to answer. I'm not sure why Anami was visible to you, but not to me or Lieutenant Delmar. Azam crossed the room and sat next to Yemezrek. At least you are here. Being honest, that must mean something. We are left without understanding then, Yemezrek said. So it seems. This concludes this chapter of Taken, a metaphysical fantasy audio drama. If you enjoyed this excerpt and just can't wait for the next chapter, download Taken ebook through Amazon Kindle and read it for free with Amazon Prime. Also, please check back for upcoming chapters of Taken on this podcast. Remember, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Please share this uplifting read with your friends and get ready to soar. Thank you again for listening and may the favor of the Ancient One be on you.